Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? It's the Zisu back again. E Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting, sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode 264. Today we'll be talking about TV, including She Hulk, House of the Dragon, Untold, The Girlfriend That Didn't Exist, The Bridge, and Big Brother. Movies including Orphan, First Kill, Secret Headquarters, and Beast. And as always, the week in sports, the week in Funko and collecting, weekly Star Wars moment, and our weekly random movie and song recommendation. But before I go any further, greetings, young warrior. It's the Nez. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Um, as usual, we're going to get it over with right in the get-go to <laughs> see you guys calm down. Uh, you all right? First of all, <laughs> uh, better than I was during the last uh, Big Brother check-in. If you made it through that, thank you. That was obviously pretty <laughs> brutal. But uh, yeah, making my way back. Uh, uh, Regular cold. Yeah. On top of that, though, I've taken terrible care of my teeth my entire life, and. It really has been catching up with me these last couple of years. I'm going to have to do something about it here soon. So. Ah, that's annoying, but that'll be for another day. <laughs> Getting old. We got it. Yeah, my uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. It's what it is. You know, I'm lucky Man. I made it this far. I consider myself lucky. I made it this far. <laughs> Mine are all falling out, too. So. Yeah. Uh, just old, everybody. But. Yep. Be sure and brush your teeth, boys and girls. Drink yes. your milk and <laughs> eat your vegetables. And listen yeah. to your uh, listen to your teachers. Everyone uh, that went back to school, uh, just get through it, man. Life life is life is short, but school is is the way to go. Don't be like me. I didn't, I went to school and I graduated, but uh, that was it for my schooling. Uh, my wife, she went on. She graduated. Graduated from university. Uh, Cal Berkeley, uh, my brother-in-law went on to do law school and everything else. But as far as my brothers, uh, just graduated when everyone just started working. So just be sure and finish your schooling. Yes. Always, always do that. Shout out. She's down there making us proud. One of the East Society, one of the East Society that is in college. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're, we're out in the world <laughs> trying, to, right, right. trying exactly. to make that money. But um, yep. <laughs> Big Brother, a lot happened. Uh, yeah. It was sad for me. Uh, my girl, Indy Santos, she got the, she got the boot. and yeah. First member was, of jury. So she is spending the week on her own in jury. But to be honest... I bet Jury is going to provide what she wanted from Big Brother in the first place because she's now said a lot in these exit interviews that what Big Brother uh, 
the Brazilian version that she wants to go on is more of a summer house and you hang out and it's just a good time. And then the public votes you out. Um, I don't know if you caught the interview with Julie on the episode, but uh, Julie's like, yeah, we tried that once. It didn't work. Yeah, that was season one all the way back in 2000. So it was funny to hear her say that. But I think I think she'll be actually quite happy in the jury house because you it is like all the hookups, you know, they'll get you. I heard they're very kind there, like. The Big Brother house, they're a lot more strict with the foods they provide you and the supplies and everything. But I fear they're pretty generous at the jury house. They'll really hook you up. You want a certain food. You want They'll go get it. You get a handful of movies you can watch, books. You get the pool. You got basketball. You got volleyball. So she's on her own this week, but uh, I think she'll do all right. <laughs> it's all right, man. It was sad, and she was... Uh... She was a little sad, but then uh, yep. at the end, when they do the, whenever the cast members do their, their little videos for her, uh, did they say who who the one how who the one person that voted for her to stay? Uh, they didn't, but she might be able to guess that it was Michael. He that's what I was going to say. Saying that he wanted to do it, and then he was the only one. Everybody else tried to play the just be nice to get the, the uh, jury vote. But Michael went out on a limb and he actually revealed the truth behind the leftovers, which uh, doesn't sound like it cost him uh, in her interviews, both with Julie and after uh, she said the person that she held, holds the most accountable and will not be voting for is Kyle and Brittany. So <laughs> she doesn't hold uh Michael uh, responsible, even though he's the only one that told her about uh, the truth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, <coughs> I kind of went through uh, briefly through the the last episode, and I saw the elimination. Yeah. I saw her little punk performances she did. Well, those were just random songs that she made up. They just gave her. No, a topic. they provide. No, they provided it with her. The we stink and punkaroo, and there was a couple more they made them do but i have no idea why they didn't share that on the feeds like i think they i think the ones that they don't show are the ones when they're like real songs maybe it's a song that they're just playing and she's just lip syncing to it or whatever that's what i figured maybe but this maybe. one was not this these weren't real songs these are just yeah punk stuff or, that she was just making up or, as she was going along and everyone that no one knew how to play any instrument in that house. I mean, the only performance was the last one with, um, was it Skid and Tansy? Taylor? Yeah, Taylor <laughs> and Joseph. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. At least they got into it. But yeah, I mean, everyone was getting mad, especially the ones when they were doing them like late at night or 4 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, yep, get up and rock or whatever. I mean, that's what they do. It's, that's it's a part of the show, show, man. Just yep. deal with it. It's only going to be a few minutes. It's not like <laughs> she's going to be playing for hours. I mean, she yeah. didn't even want to do it. She was all tired and just slowly uh, they making love her way to there. Hit you. They love to hit you, too, at, like, 3 in the morning. You get up, do it, and then you, like, go to the bathroom. Maybe you'd have a drink of water. You go back, and as soon as you lay in bed and you're settled, they hit you again. <laughs> oh, man. But it, that would have been fun. I mean, they had they gave them instruments she was playing guitar and singing and at one point she was 
playing the drums, but she had to have a partner. And but it seemed like in the beginning, everyone was like, yeah, I'll do it. And then when it was late at night, when she had to wake up uh, Brittany to do it, Brittany was like, oh, all right. And I was just like, just do it and get it over with. But <laughs> it's all part of the show. It's what you signed up for. No, no need exactly. to get all bent out of exactly. shape about it. So cause they're right. going to tell you to do whatever you need to do. But, yeah, it was kind of <laughs> sad. Did you watch the uh, interview? Because they said go to CBS whatever dot com and watch the yeah, rest they, of the. It's also on the Instagram. Uh, you could see it there. That's how I saw it. I, I just watched whatever was was on TV. I didn't see anything else. Yeah, do you see? Did you notice though? Uh, I know you haven't seen a whole ton of evictions and whatnot, but she set the record for the amount of time it took to leave the house and. It was fine. She was saying nice stuff for the most part and stuff like that, but they really let her go. Like nobody ever has that long to leave the house. It's normally a hug here, a hug there. You say a word or two and you're out the door. But she like took off her gear, hugged every single person and then went into a whole spiel and then got her back and then kept going again. I was like, wow, I couldn't believe they didn't like call her out. Cause it's in the past. If people are even a little long, they're like, we need you to exit the house right now. But, uh, they let her have her time. <laughs> no, I, 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 I figure they just, she would seem to be like, a, uh, uh, what I've the little I've seen of the show, she didn't seem like she was the one causing uh, issues or anything. So, um, I don't know because when she came walking out after she left the house, there was a live audience there, and everybody for the first was, time for the first time since Big Brother twenty one. So it's been so, a while since they so had a live audience. Everyone was cheering, so I thought that was cool. I just uh, if you listen to our last. Uh, live feed one when, when we were talking about Kyle and all that nonsense that's going on with him. Uh, I'm like, man, I, I texted the disease through this. I'm like, man, I hope when, if he if he gets the boot and there's a live audience there, I want people to boo him when he comes out. Because again, if you yeah. listen to that that met that uh, episode we did, right on. Thanks, but yeah, man, there's a lot going on dealing uh, with that fool. So uh, yeah. he's gonna he's gonna get a rude awakening <laughs> when. When he comes out, so yeah, I, I, sure. I, I I can't wait to watch that one to see uh, uh, what America. Well, we already know what some people in America think of this kid, but we'll see what yeah. the live audience does. Right. Well, we're at ten house guests right now. The house split in two, five and five. Michael was one hoh for the inside. Big Bro Chella and Terrence. DJ Showtime was the HOH for the outside dire fest. Um, so inside they're living in luxury. You could say uh, it hasn't been to the last couple days though, that they're finally hooking up. Like currently as uh, I've had the live feeds on here, just the last few <laughs> minutes uh, they got some kind of, it looked like uh I don't know, it was ice cream or cake, but they definitely looked like they had some kind of margarita party here inside, of which they're definitely not getting that outside. They're getting uh, very limited resources. Spam is one of the only foods they're getting. 
So uh, obviously, yeah, I mean, there is a difference in the two. They do get the outside. Uh, one interesting thing I can tell you, though, since we last spoke about this divide is uh, real quick, just so you can tell you inside, we have Michael, Brittany, Taylor, Monty and Jasmine on the block. Um, Brittany won the veto. Noms are going to stay the same and they're going to vote out Jasmine. Jasmine will leave this week in uh, good just because there's a player a few years ago who had a similar injury to her. And she was able to make it all the way to final three because nobody was ever worried about evicting her. And I was worried we were on the same path with Jasmine this year. So I'm glad uh, she'll be out. She's uh, kind of milked it a lot this season as far as having people wait on her and whatnot. But then outside we have Terrence, uh, the showmans, Kyle and Alyssa, and then Joseph and Turner. Um, at first... DJ Showtime was going to put up the showmance, but Kyle has betrayed the leftovers. He has thrown everybody under the bus, and that's the name of the game. And honestly, uh, I think normal viewers of the show honestly wouldn't be too mad at him, but it's the fact that he has talked about his outside biases and the whole KKK Kyle thing that we talked about on the pod that have people more mad at him and more mad that uh, he's going to get away with it again for this week. Um, Turner and Joseph ended up being put on the block. DJ Showtime won the veto and noms will stay the same and Joseph will leave, which will be devastating, especially for Taylor as far as inside goes. Uh, I'm pretty sure that means Kyle will be the new target uh, in the house, which that's a good thing, but it really does come down all to this next week's competition uh very important for uh, the future of the game uh because in my opinion on one side you basically have taylor and monty and then the other side you have kyle and Alyssa. whoever wins power i i one of those four i imagine will win. it's not they're not the only ones that can win Brittany can win turner can win um, yeah, I think that's it. But um, I see basically the two-on-two scenario. And But whoever wins, I'm saying, if Kyle or Alyssa win next head of household, I see uh, the scenario where it's just for game's sake. Michael and Brittany are going to have to side with them. And all of a sudden now... Monty and Taylor will be on the bottom, most likely on the block, and one of them will leave, maybe shortly followed by the other. We'll see. But the only other situation is the one that I'm hoping for, where Monty or Taylor win. That puts the showman's Kyle and Alyssa on the block. The only thing I'm worried about is um, Alyssa actually going first. I'd rather Kyle go first. Hopefully they see it the same way, but... uh, that's where I see the state of the game right now. It's interesting. They're taking the photos. They gave him a camera. They've done that a lot this season, but uh, Taylor's taking a selfie right now. Um, that's all leading up to the thing I was told you that um, I haven't told you since we last spoke on the pod, but I guess yesterday uh, there was a wall yeller outside and in turn, they shut down the feeds for the whole rest 
um, the night yesterday for like 15 hours or something. The oh, is that why it was off? Yeah. And then when they came back today, they haven't showed outside once. They've only showed what's going on inside the house. We haven't seen the inside house for over 24 hours now. So that's pretty interesting. And one thing I heard them say on the inside is they thought they could hear. they Because you can see by the kitchen, there's like a, a big door that comes down that blocks the inside or the outside, a roll up like aluminum door or something like that, a steel door. I don't know what, what metal door it is, but uh, supposedly they thought they could hear music, which <laughs> I, it's supposed to be dire fest, but they might be getting that perk of music because they're afraid of more wall yellers. And if there are wall yellers, there's a good chance they're probably trying to rat out. Uh, they're try- probably trying to throw Kyle under the bus. I would imagine the way we're seeing what social media is doing. Uh, if there are people trying to affect the game, they're probably trying to throw Kyle under the bus. So, but uh, yeah, really interestingly odd situation because yeah, we haven't seen even a flash of the outside in over 24 hours now. Mm. Yeah. Cause I went on there and looked and there was <sighs> nothing. I just wanted to see what they were doing there. Yeah. Concerning. Yeah, showing like those cats. <laughs> yeah. So it makes you wonder, like, what they did. There is a chance um, that they actually, like, evacuated them somewhere else. Like, I don't know where, but I mean, they are on a lot. So maybe they just, like, ah, uh, it's too much to, like, have them in the backyard like there's too much like they have them out there a few days a week but now they're out there the whole week so and especially with uh like i said with people feeling as passionately as they do about kyle that uh they're gonna try to throw him under the bus one of the pods i uh listen to watch uh former house guest cliff hogg from season 21 uh, he was doing on his feeds today he once again brought up uh the only time he caught one, it actually kind of affected his game, but he chose not to let it because he wanted to just play it and not have the outside affect it. But he was sitting out in the back with this guy, Tommy, and uh, Nicole was out there. There was a different Nicole. Um, and somebody said something about uh, Tommy and Christy knowing each other in the outside, which was true. But, um, yeah, Cliff decided not to use it. He's like, I just want to play the game. So, (laughs) Well, you can't know each other when you're on the outside? Well, no, it's just I think that season they were trying to throw Tommy and Christy under the bus because they did know each other in the outside world. And if people knew that on the inside – they would see that as a threat. If you know each other on the outside, you obviously have a bond and you'll never vote against each other. And anytime there's any kind of duo in the house, whether it be a showman's or anything, people see that as a threat in the game because that's power and numbers. If you're, oh, you cat person, those two will always be voting together. 
that's why also the season's been so weird. The showman hasn't been together. Kyle finally is <laughs> cluing Alyssa in on everything, and he's choosing the showman's over his alliance. But um, very, I can't think of a time in 24 seasons that that's happened. A showman's almost is if you're together, you're together, and you vote together. But uh, him and Alyssa haven't played the game together this whole year as much as he's wanted to. <laughs> he's stupid. She's playing him. Well, she knows. Yeah, she know, knows what kind of idiot he is, and she's just playing along. She, she just wanted some because, D while she was in there. Yep, she admitted it, or he admitted it to her. He, he, like I said, he threw the leftovers under the bus to both her and Terrence. And on tonight's episode, um, they showed a, a a little clip where uh, Alyssa was talking to just DJ Showtime to Terrence, and. I was like, whoa, yeah, she is here to play the game now. She's like, we should have kept Daniel. If they would have kept Daniel, that would have been sending Kyle home, her show fans. She was like, we should have sent him home. We should have kept Daniel. She didn't want nothing to do with him. I mean, she just wanted some... (coughs) She just wanted some D, everyone. (laughs) That's all she wanted. And then uh, now she's playing the game. She got it. Uh, it was only 10 seconds, but hey. Right. And like I said, we all can't be stallions. But uh, <laughs> she got what she wanted. She used him, and now she's going to kick him to the curb. Yeah. Well, yes and no. <laughs> she's willing to play the game, but uh, she's also obviously ready to go to war with him if uh, one of them is can win uh, HOH this next week. <laughs> She 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 would never be with this fool on the outside. Oh yeah, no, they're doomed as far as the real world concerns. That's for sure. Yeah, because soon as they go out and then all this shit starts happening with him, she's gonna be. You know what? That's you. I'm out. Yep. Exactly. Nailed it. <laughs> all right, everyone. Yep. Um, enough with that. Um, what else did you have? Did you watch that dragon show? I did. Thrones is back. Is House good? Of the Dragon. Yeah, it's good to have it back. Um, was it good? Yeah. Like I said, it's good to have it back. Um, my history with Thrones goes back to when the, the show first aired. And uh, I didn't have a ton of interest in it. But uh, back then, especially me and Joel and Sherry always... Uh, watch a lot of shows together so we could talk about it. Not so much anymore these days, obviously. They got uh, two kids to deal with, so uh, I'm not surprised that fad uh, went away. But, uh, yeah, back in the game, we always used to watch shows together to discuss it. And, you know, Thrones was one of those shows, so it was like week to week, something we talked about for years and years. So uh, I went on that whole ride. And it's cool to have it back. This one is set... Uh, Almost 200 years before the events of the first one, it opens up with some text talking about how, um, you know, the rule of the Targaryen and how this is this guy who was in rule 200 years before her. And then but then it goes up a little because it's all about like succession. So I think it's more like 170 years before the birth of Daenerys. Um 
So, I mean, yeah, everything is completely disconnected. One interesting thing as far as the Targaryens go and as far as their, like, seat of power, uh, I think you only see two different dragons in the first episode, but it's said early on that they have ten under their control at this time. So, that's pretty awesome. dragons? Yeah. I'll give this a few episodes before I go into it. I still got a bunch of other things I'm watching. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I, I said, I couldn't finish those. Um, at least this first episode didn't have a intro like the regular Game of Thrones did with the map and stuff like that. I'm hoping when the second episode airs, it has it. Uh, the end credits as it ended had a little bit of the feel of the classic theme. The dun, 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 so that was interesting to hear. But uh, yeah, as far as like actually who's in it, um, it was interesting to see like obviously the one that I knew right off the bat, uh, Doctor Who and everybody uh, for some reason seemed to love his performance in Morbius, uh, Matt Smith. Uh, he's Prince Daemon Targaryen. Um, Reese Ifons is Otto Hightower. Paddy Constantine, obviously, a lot of people know him. Uh, King uh, Viserys Targaryen. Uh, there's a bunch of people in it, but yeah. Um, basically, what they did with the show, and I knew this coming in, which is why I was like, oh, it's going to be awesome, um, is. They took their two biggest hits, their most Emmy-winning shows, Game of Thrones and Succession, and they pushed them together. That's what this is. This is uh, Game of Thrones Succession Edition, because that's what it's about. It's about uh, the Targaryens and this time of rule and like who's going to be the successor, the heir to the throne. So No gig daywalkers or whatever the hell those guys were called and all that. No, but interestingly, um, Patty Constantine's King Viserys, he, men- he mentions um, one of the old Targaryens of the past, um, that there's this story of ice and fire, which if you didn't know, that's actually what Game of Thrones, a TV show, that's basically what it is, A Song of Ice and Fire. So it was interesting to hear him mention that, and he mentioned, like, Eventually, there will be like a never-ending winter, and when that comes, like we have to be ready to. The Targaryens have to sit on the throne to protect the realm from you know the North. So it was cool. There's no hear. wall yet. Uh, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure there's a wall. But like I said, we're like 170 years out from even Daenerys's birth. So this is way before any trouble. As far as that's concerned, <laughs> this one's more about, uh, like I said, like succession and there's like wars and who's going to family's going to side with who and who's going to back who heir to the throne, all this and that. So, uh, yeah, I was uh, intrigued, though. Looks like uh, 10 episode first season. This first episode was an hour and six minutes and then it had um like a little seven minute like making of behind the scenes I watched. And it looks like there's another 
like longer, like 21 minute behind the scenes that's attached to it. I haven't watched yet. And then a whole bunch of three minute featurettes of which I watched a couple of those to basically just setting up the houses. And uh, we're dealing with a few that weren't as prominent in the first series, but it was cool to see a few thrown around. There was a uh, here, whatever, 170 years before Daenerys and before Ned Stark, there was a, uh, uh, a Winterfell representative, a Stark. <laughs> this is all still in the same area. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, uh, yeah. For the most part, this whole first episode takes place in King's Landing. So, um, we know, King's Landing in the shot. All right. Sorry if you guys hear. Uh, I'll just switch off for a while. Yeah, if you guys heard uh, 3PO, I bumped um, my Bop It, my BB 8 one. <laughs> so. <laughs> Bop It. But, yeah. Um, I heard in a review too, I just quickly breezed the review. I guess they scrapped their first go at a throne spinoff because I guess it was too different. So they came back with this one, which I can see, you know, the vibes are there. So, yeah. Uh, so far, one in. I like what I see. Nah, I'll get to it once there's more built up. I don't want to just watch one. Um, I'm still slowly getting through Outer Range and I need to finish Old Man and Oh, another show. Um, did you check out Rap Shit? I did. I talked about it on the show already. Oh, did you? Oh, it was, I couldn't handle it. I turned it off. I got like well, 10 I minutes in. You remember I was talking about it? I told you there's two hip-hop shows. There was that one, which was modern, and you wouldn't like it at all. And then I said there was the one, the throwback, the 90s one, the German yeah, one. Yeah, that's, that's the one I want to watch. This one, ugh. I gave it a few minutes. I couldn't handle it. So this is garbage. Yeah. And I, I told you. It off. Yeah, I was telling you about it on the show. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. It was terrible. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to find. I'm going to find. Which one was that? Uh, yeah, that was episode 260. I told you about that. <laughs> that was a while ago. That show was no good. <laughs> so, But yeah, but. the other one that I mentioned that episode was uh, Almost Fly. That's the one you got to check out. That one's oh, awesome. I, this, I didn't talk about this the last couple shows. I watched that um, Woodstock 99 that was on, uh, is it HBO? Or no, no, um, um, Netflix. Did you watch that? It was like three no. parts, I think. No, this, I one think went in, this one went a little bit more into... Uh, some of the stuff that was going on, not like the one that was on HBO or whatever that one was when they really went. This one went because I was like, Well, we already know the story and everything. Now, this went to some other direction. Uh, people that were involved, the um, the dudes that put it on, they were talking to him. Oh man, that guy was a fucking ass. I didn't know he died because at the end they said, No, he died like I don't know how many months after they filmed that interview. I guess that was his last interview, and then he died. The main guy, they put it all on. So, but uh, it was what it was. They're still trying to blame the the music. It, 
No, it was it wasn't limp. It wasn't Chili's or anybody. It was just these people that put it on and just didn't give a fuck about uh, the audience, other than it being a million degrees out on the asphalt and just not having good uh, sewage service or whatever. And that was still gross though, when everyone was jumping and diving in the in the shit <laughs> and all that and. Uh, uh, them just destroying the police <laughs> at the end, and oh man, the, when the police rolled in and they just started slamming everyone, they showed a little more of those videos uh, and everything. But it was just the people there. It was just everyone just out of control. I mean, I've been to a billion different festivals. Nothing uh, that ever went like this. I mean, there, there's been some wild moments at, at some of these things I've gone to Ozfest or Lollapalooza or those metal fests that I go to and everything, even hip hop festivals. I mean, it's nothing to where it was like this to where everyone just, just didn't care and, uh, tore the place apart. I think the only place that they, they didn't tear the stadium apart. They ripped up the field that, uh, one day on the green, um, it was early 90s, I believe. It was, it was Metallica was on their Black Album tour. Uh, they came and played. It was Metallica, Queensryche, um, Faith No More, and Soundgarden. Uh, they came to the Oakland Coliseum. And uh, day on the green. We are on the grass. But as the show, as the day went on, everyone started pulling up uh, the field and throwing it. I mean, there was... That day there was parts during that day where it was just people were just throwing it everywhere. They tried to get everyone to stop, but there was you can't stop everyone. So they just let it they just let it go wild. And I remember the one that after the day on the green they did after that. I think it was the Metallica and Guns N' Roses one. They laid out um, some kind of tarp or something over the field, and now nah, that didn't last. Cut that open. <laughs> through the field everywhere <laughs> so at least a candlestick when they had summer sanitarium uh when metallica and all them played that they laid these uh like aluminum grates down like over the field so i mean obviously we just padded down the grass and everything but they're, they didn't you couldn't lift those up but um that's really the only I mean, yeah, there's going to be fights and everything there, but I mean, not to where it was just Sodom and Gomorrah uh, out, out in the in the day and at night and everything. Nah, I mean, but I don't know. It, it was a, it was a it was a cool little uh, three part um, documentary that's on Netflix. Um, again, it was if you already know the story, there was a lot of that, but then there was a lot of other stuff that they they went into. So, but uh, the ones that put it on, they did they didn't care. They were just making money. They made their money. They paid everyone that played, and then it just when it got out of hand and got when when the trouble. I'm sure they got sued and everything, but they didn't. They didn't really go into uh, any of that. Plus, when the police got involved and everything, they were like, nah. But they the police came in and they were just wrecking fools um, there. But at that time when they came in, it was when the whole place was on fire. So. I mean, that was the only way they they could do it. Really, is just come in and try to push everyone out. A lot of people were just leaving on their own, but they were when they were catching the people that were doing all the craziness and everything. Those are the ones that they were slamming around. So, I mean, I support that, man. If you're out there doing stupid shit and you get caught and get beat up by the cops, that's your fault. But 
Um, they were just trying to get everyone out. They weren't just grabbing fools uh, randomly and any of that. But yeah, it was cool. It was on Netflix. I think it's just called Woodstock '99. Um, again, if you guys want to check that one out, I, I thought it was really good. I meant to talk about it a couple pods ago, but I, I just completely forgot about it. But um, the big show. Well, hold on one sec. I mean, knock out these couple, and then we'll get into that. Um, Because right. I got one that I forgot about a couple uh, shows ago. I think I might have even put it on the show notes, but I never actually even spoke about it. Um, I spoke about the first season when it first hit, uh, right around the time that HBO Max first launched, and. Uh, few weeks back now uh second season came out and this is the bridge it's a reality competition series the first season they were up at some like mountain lake and they had to uh build a bridge to the to the prize money and when they got there one person would be chosen to win it basically they had to choose amongst themselves um I think in general, they had even a better idea this time. They were, I think, in the Philippines this time. And um, they they had two different crews, two different beaches, and they were going to build two bridges. It was going to be basically a race who could get out to the island first there to get it. The only problem with this one, and I... I, you see that with, uh, you know, I watched all these big brothers, Canada, Australia, obviously the U.S. one. Um, a bad cast can really sink a show. And uh, I think that was the biggest problem with this bridge, the season two. Good idea, but uh, didn't really love the cast. Um, you even see this when you're flipping around on HBO, the bridge. No, I thought you meant that uh, documentary. No, it's a reality competition game show. The first season, interestingly, was narrated, I think, by James McAvoy, if I remember right. Uh, Season two is just this random lady, this toast. Yeah, I like the idea, but in the end, the execution... uh, like wasn't super crazy about it, but I mean, been meaning to mention it on the show for a while because it's been out uh, a couple weeks, uh, more than a couple weeks, near the time of the start of this Big Brother season. So what's that like? Five weeks ago now. What are we on week six? So yeah, no clue. <laughs> well, wait, who? How many years gone? The first six have been evicted. Yeah, so six. This is week seven. So, yeah, it's been out a while. <laughs> Near since the start of Big Brother, this bridge season two has been out. So has been out a while. I just kept forgetting to mention it on the show. And every time we'd, we'd stop recording or in between episodes, I'd be like, ah, damn, the bridge. Next time, the bridge, the bridge. So glad I finally remembered it this time. But uh, the only other one. Have you I seen? Have... Go ahead. Have you seen that documentary, The Bridge? Uh, the one about the Golden Gate Bridge when there were all those people jumping off it. No, dude, that would. <laughs> uh, anyone, if any of you guys are any interest in the stuff like that, doesn't bother you. Oh my god, it was depressing. Uh, I whenever it was, it was the documentary on the Golden Gate Bridge. 
uh, in San Francisco, all the people that have uh, taken their own lives by jumping off it. Like these guys were filming the bridge. They, they they told the authorities and whoever, oh, we're just doing a little documentary on on San Francisco and the Golden Gate Bridge and this and that. But what they were doing is they just set up cameras on the San Francisco side and on the um, San Rafael or whatever on that side. And they were pointing it at the uh, the bridge and they were catching all these people that were uh, committing suicide, jumping off uh, the bridge. I mean, obviously it was these cameras were manned because they were uh, picking out people that they'd see that were just wandering back and forth on the bridge and then they would film them and film them and then eventually they jumped off. There was one that they kept showing over and over. This guy, long guy with long hair and a leather jacket, and walking back and forth. And then at the end, he just stood up on the rail and fell back, back first. And they filmed him from from when he fell all the way till he splash. And they did. It was depressing with all the stories. They talked to one guy that survived. Sounds like it. The dude that survived, he was like, yeah, I climbed up there and I can't remember why he did it. He was just life. And uh, he said he climbed over the rail. And then when he just leapt backwards, he was going, going, seeing the bridge getting smaller and smaller. And at that point, he said, he goes, he goes, I didn't want to die. I wanted to live. By then, it was too late. He fell, but he, he went underwater. Uh, broke, I don't know how many bones, but he was still alive. And he said, I just kind of looked up and I could see this. It was during the day because I saw this bright light. I thought I was dead. But then he floated to the top. And that's when he was like, oh, help. And I guess somebody must have seen him because these people came over in a boat and, and, and they got him. And uh, they talked to him. I'm pretty sure he's still alive today. But, yeah, he just... I mean, life gets to you. I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, it was a tough documentary. I don't think I could sit through it again, but yeah. it's a tough documentary. I mean, anybody, anybody. We've said this many, many times before. I mean, if you guys are just not uh, feeling life anymore and you just need someone to talk to, if you don't if you need someone uh, that you don't know that, that you want to talk to, if you can't speak to your family, your husband, your wife, or whoever, just uh, definitely... Uh, give us a call because um, it's uh, it, it was it, it's tough. I mean, I've been I've been there. I, I know uh, how some of you might feel. It's uh, it, it's a t- it's tough, man. It's just it, it's just life, really. And just sometimes bad things are thrown our way. Um, but just please try to reach out uh to get help um no matter where you're at um if you're here in the united states or wherever you're hearing uh my voice on the on the side of the world but for uh those of you that are in uh, the united states again if you're just feeling like that's it for you and you need someone to talk to talk to definitely reach out to the suicide prevention lifeline that's 1-800-273-TALK uh, 1-800-273-8255 or go to suicide prevention uh, lifeline.org definitely 
uh, reach out and get help or give us a message. Give us a, give us a, we'll talk to you. We'll definitely, um, it's, uh, it's, it's tough. It's a tough thing to talk about. It's, it's a tough thing to deal with after, uh, with everyone. I mean, just again, like I said, just sometimes life throws you that curveball and, and things are bad. So, I mean, I've said this many, many times. If you're new to the show, uh, my son had passed uh, years back and I just felt like that was it. That was it for me. I just did not want to live anymore. Uh, the, the suicidal thoughts were there. But um, many of my friends uh, helped me out. My brother here, the Zisu, he helped me. That's uh, what started the E-Society. That's what started the Magnus podcast. I mean, this is, this is, this is my uh, antidepressant. This helps me uh, get through the, the tough times that I have in life. I mean, I just dealt with some stuff losing my best friend uh, in the world. Shout out to D. Um, but I, he told me too, man, he was like, I liked that you guys are doing that. I'm like, uh, I wish he could have came on the show. He, ne- he never got the opportunity to, but he was like, yeah, man, just keep doing it. Whatever, whatever helps you with, uh, when you're feeling down. So I call on my brother Zisu here. We started this show where yep. 200 and whatever episodes in on the regular show, not counting everything on anchor and all the spinoff stuff, but uh, this helps me a lot uh, to get through uh, that funk that I have in my life. But Since again, everyone. And the Magnus yes. are poor, right? Yep. Just everyone just be, be, be safe out there, please. We always say it at the end of the show, but yeah. 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 Um, yeah if you did, if you want to watch that documentary, go for it. If you, if you don't feel like you can, I mean, don't, yeah, don't. <laughs> so, but uh, right. uh, bring the show back up. Um, what was the other show you had? Um, uh, the Netflix, they added another to their series. Actually, they're adding a whole bunch. They did these, um, a little while back, like we had, they had that, uh, Malice in the Palace one about the fight, uh, Pistons game in the early 2000. Uh, but they had lots of sports stories and they brought the series back untold. And the first one they brought it back with was, uh, the Manti Teo story the girlfriend who didn't exist. Um, and for me personally, just as someone who really follows the sports world a lot and, uh, definitely goes through my time of, uh, you know, just rolling with sports center. I mean, right now we're in uh, big brother time, but especially during the NBA season, usually the NFL season, I'm like a real, uh, sports center everyday type of person and i remember uh when the whole manti teo story went down it was story everywhere and not just on sports center it was on all the the morning shows and all the news outlets were talking about it uh deadspin was the the place where it broke uh the little description of what this is right here i can give you right now is uh from notre dame to the nfl manti teo's future and football showed promise until a secret online relationship sent his life and career spiraling born into a hawaiian paradise all-american football standout manti teo leads a simple life summed up in just three words faith family and football college football's golden boy could do no wrong 
But when tragedy strikes, the increased scrutiny of his online relationship causes a media maelstrom that threatens his future and legacy, featuring in-depth interviews with Manti Teo and the person behind the online identity, Ronaya Nea Tuyasasopo, uh, which you may be also familiar with the Tuyasasopo name from uh, the NFL. They've had multiple <laughs> people make it to the NFL. I think uh, most recently uh, the Raiders. Didn't they have uh, one from that family? I think so. That was yeah. a while back, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, it's it's a long-standing uh, football family, but yeah. Um, See, the thing is, too, this is set, um, it was two, end of 2012, 2013 is when this was happening. And uh, it actually just goes to show how fast time flies. Because to me, like, that's crazy to put in perspective that Jade is 12 and then 13 when you put it in that perspective. But also, when I just think about sports, Manti Teo was up for uh, Heisman's consideration. That was the year that Johnny Manziel won, Johnny Football. And I can't believe it's been that long since it happened. So, because, I mean, Johnny Football had his whole story about him, too, all his troubles and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, the Manti Teo thing, it was interesting just because he's pretty much, he is... There's just no way around it. He is the victim. He was catfished. But because he didn't get out in front of the story and because he's just this kid and he's like not good with talking and to the media and stuff like that, like this story really did bury him. And like I think people would have been more sympathetic towards him, but the story in the that was out there that was like he knew and he kept going with it, like there actually was a moment because it was such a crazy story since, you know, catfish do what catfish do a lot where they like, they want to end it. So they pretend like they kill off their character and this, this person did it and then brought it back to life and was like, Oh yeah, no, I'm back. Like that was wrong. And it was like, like, yeah, I really am here. I really am alive. Even though, (laughs) None of that was real. And also the person behind this catfish, um, you know, born a guy and, you know, they feel more like a woman and, you know, nothing wrong with that. I completely 100% support that. Obviously, the thing that obviously you can never really be down with is that, like, how much destruction they did, especially to... uh, Manti Teo with this whole the whole catfishing I've seen it so many times on catfish where the catfish talks about like their problems and it's like yeah but don't you see like how much you hurt somebody and what you put somebody else through is just oh man it's just so so messed up but it's interesting to see here almost 10 years later after the fact and it's cool to see uh, Manti Teo fully on board for this. His family's on board, and and and, and the catfish themselves, uh, who now identifies as, as uh, Naya. So, yeah, uh, quite quite the story. <laughs> <laughs> what was this oh, called again? The girlfriend who didn't exist. And I remember honestly back then, like. 
that was the joke left and right. And they show one in the, 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 the documentary, how like um, when he did get drafted in the NFL and he went to San Diego, there was this comic of him walking on the beach with his hand around nobody. And he's like, honey, I think we're going to like it here. <laughs> and there were all kinds of jokes like that all the time. There was a whole, I don't even know if you remember this, but there was a whole internet phenomenon where people would act like they had their hand around nobody. And it was called Tao-ing. I don't know if you remember that. No, I don't. So, um, but yeah, it was a whole thing. Um, And like I said, it's from one part, like you do obviously sympathize with the catfish, but also like the damage they did is unbelievable. Like this guy had, he really did have such potential. He literally almost won the Heisman, the best college football player. And, um, because of this whole scandal, you can even see it in the documentary, like before it broke, like he was in the national championship and you could just see he wasn't right because then like the person tried to contact him again saying like, oh no, I'm not dead after they did pretend to be dead. And that was why everybody got so mad at him because all year long, uh, the story was everybody thought he was just playing up like the Rudy story, the Notre Dame good guy story, because his grandma died. His grandma really did die in real life. And then in the same day, his girlfriend died, even though like, yeah, he had never met her. It was just an online thing. And yeah, I mean, that's where it went from there. And what's crazy is it really did affect his, his play and his draft. Uh, he wasn't drafted the first day in the NFL. He went in a later round uh, Chargers drafted him, and he really did kind of just fade out of league. He never made a mark, and it was kind of sad to hear him talk about in the documentary how, like, before this, like, it was all on instinct, and he felt like he ruled the field. And like after, he was like, "Don't mess up, just don't mess up." It was all he said that was in his head was like, "You got to do this. Do not mess up. Do not make a mistake." And so he was so in his own head and basically like also what it did come down to is he said he was talking uh, with uh, like a a psychologist and um, he was talking about like uh, oh yeah you know did you forgive uh, Ronaya yeah and he's like uh, but did you forgive yourself and he's like what what do you mean why would I forgive myself and it was interesting to hear him even say like he didn't even realize like that was a thing that he needed to do too. So, uh, yeah, I mean, either way, really interesting, intriguing story. And it looks like they're doing a whole another series here of untolds. And I'm really looking forward to the next one here dropping on uh, Tuesday, a uh, street ball one on the beloved, uh, and one mixtape tour. So they recently did a, a 30 for 30 on it. So, uh, Good to see uh, Streetball getting some love. <laughs> All right. What was this one called again? Untold, The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist. That's on HBO or? Netflix. Yeah, okay. it's that whole Untold series. Um, they had... Uh, 
They had uh, crimes and penalties. You remember the one, the bad boys of hockey, the team bought by a man with mob ties run by a 17-year-old <laughs> son, the Danbury yeah. Trasher. Yeah, it's in that. What was, was the last one I watched? I think the hockey one was the last one. Yeah. I remember Breaking that one. And- Alice at the Palace, Deal with the Devil, Caitlyn Jenner, Girlfriend Who Doesn't Exist, Bad Sport, and then, yeah, The Rise and Fall of And One is coming here on Tuesday. I'm hyped. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Yeah, I have, to, I have to go back to that series. I watched uh, whatever that first season was. So, but All right, everyone. On to the big one. Yeah. Uh, new series on uh, Disney Plus. I know a lot of people weren't feeling uh, the trailers. I wasn't either, but we got to watch it. It's part of the MCU. Then uh, we've talked about every other show. I still need to get back to Moon Knight. I've, I'll get to it eventually. But She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Jennifer Waters has a complicated life as a single 30-something attorney who also happens to be a green six-foot-seven-inch super-powered Hulk. Oh, my God. Yeah, this this was awesome. <laughs> uh, the first episode I thought was cool. It's more um, comedy. I'm sure they'll dive into uh, a lot more action once it uh, all gets um, it get going. Uh, there was something that happened that everyone's flipping out about. There was a, nothing to spoil. Uh, there's a spaceship that kind of got in the way of her and her cousin, uh, Bruce, and then they run off the road and crash, and she uh, she's laying there beat up, and uh, Bruce as well, he's laying there beat up, and blood leaks out of him, and she's got a little gash, I think it was her arm or her leg, I can't remember, and his blood gets into her bloodstream, and that's how she becomes She-Hulk. I thought that was cool, but I mean, what happened in the comics in the uh, the the Savage She Hulk that I, from what I remember was that um, her uh, her parents died in a car crash. I remember that, and then uh, her dad was a uh, I think he was a cop or sheriff or something. No, he was a uh, he was a sheriff, and um. Uh, just dealing with crim- criminals and they, they tried to come out with some crime boss tried to come after uh, her and shot her and uh, she got hurt real bad and she ended up being in the hospital but she needed blood and the only one around who had her blood type was uh, was Bruce so he went in there uh, gave her blood transfusion and then that's how she got all her his gamma rad- ir- ir- ugh, uh, radiated blood and boom, that's how she became She-Hulk in the comic books. Um, I was kind of hoping they were going to go that route, but they didn't. But not, not it's not taken away on what's uh, what's going on in the show. Uh, we're only one episode in. It sucks that they're only a half hour. I wanted so much more of the show because it was like once it, it started going, it was over. I was like, ah, but it was cool. I, uh, Mark Ruffalo, of course, he's back. I. I don't really like this smart Hulk, uh, but I mean, whatever. We're taking what we can get. Um, but yeah, he's pretty much in this uh, in this whole series. Uh, how the hell do you say her name? Tatiana. Tatiana. Ma- what? Maslany? How do you say it? Maslany. 
Yeah, she's uh, Jennifer Waters and Mark Ruffalo, of course. And uh, Tim Roth is going to come in eventually as Abomination. Uh, Charlie Cox, uh, he's coming in. Daredevil, Matt Murdock. Uh, Benedict Wong as Wong, he's coming back. From what I'm looking at, the nine episodes this season, um, it looks like uh, Wong and uh, Daredevil are going to be, and as well as Abomination, Abomination are going to be, uh, or same thing with uh, Bruce. They're in it all the way, every episode. So I'm cool. But um, this is in L.A., isn't it? Or is she going to eventually go to New York? No, I think it's New York set. I thought they were in L.A. I, I don't know, everyone. I, I wasn't really paying attention uh, to where they were. But, um, yeah, because uh, I, I was all ready for uh, Daredevil to come in. Uh, we got him in um, Spider-Man, but only for like a minute. Um, but he's he's definitely in the MCU. Uh, for if you watched all those Netflix shows, they did mention the stuff that went on in New York when uh, during all the Avengers stuff, and they've mentioned the big green guy and and all that. So we knew they were in in a part of the MCU. Will the rest of will Luke Cage and Iron Fist and what's her nuts come back? That's uh, the rumor. I don't know. I hope so. And uh, as yeah. well as um, uh, Shane, uh, the Punisher, I want him to come in, uh, eventually get his own movie. I would like to see that. Not a Disney Plus movie. I want to like MCU in the theater Punisher. Uh, like just a rated R version. No, none of this PG-13 bullshit. I want a rated R Punisher. So, but this first episode, I loved it. I'm definitely all in. Um, the trailers, I think what they gave us, I, I just didn't really feel the CGI. But um, I like what's going on. I mean, is is this a CGI She-Hulk or is it yes. like somebody with just her face on it? No. CGI? CGI. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh of course, they got a CGI um, brain Hulk or whatever the hell he's called, Doctor Hulk or whatever. But I like I like what's happening. It was funny. It's a little edgy. I don't know if you guys want the little guys watching it because uh, there was some little finger action really quick. Um, no f bombs or anything, but I love what's happening. So we'll definitely see uh, more as the show goes on. But what did you think of this first episode? Yeah, I thought it was great. I really loved it, and I'm excited for more. Uh, another rumor out there is this is where we uh, will at least get the introduction of the Fantastic Four's The Thing. Supposedly, uh, Jason Siegel will be The Thing. Uh, no, nah, I don't want that. Give it, give it, give us a movie. Stop teasing us with these. A little small shit. I want a fucking Fantastic Four movie. I want an X-Men movie, but I don't know when we're getting No, fan, the Fantastic uh, Four movie is happening, but this is... I know, but not nothing. No, fuck that. I want a movie. Give me that before you start bringing in everybody else. Well, that's um, what do you think... Gonna do bring, do you gonna think she would ever get her her, uh, her own movie? Yeah. Uh, Mark Ruffalo actually already said that uh, she's going to be the the Hulk representative in uh, the Kang dynasty and uh, secret wars. Uh, it's not the secret wars, everybody. It's, it's, oh. 
I'll watch it and I'll probably love it, but it's not the Secret Wars. Give us the real Secret Wars, not this. The Secret Wars also uh, happened in 2015. Not that one. I want the 80s Secret Wars when Spider-Man and Captain America and Iron Man and everybody were in it. Or give me a what if. <laughs> Just something. But I want a what if live action movie. Uh, I, that's what I want. Do that. Give us a what if Secret Wars and make it like the real Secret Wars. So you can bring in all that. But I don't know. But uh, as far as uh, this young woman that's playing uh, Jennifer Walters, I like her. I think she's knocking it out of the park uh, as her character. And when she's uh, She-Hulk, uh, she looks awesome. And just remember, kids, uh, Spandex is your friend. And uh, I'm loving it. I, I cannot wait <laughs> for more and more uh, of this show. I'm. I'm sure I've seen her in other things, but just never really. Did you ever see Orphan Black? I I don't know what that is. Nope. You don't know Orphan Black? It's a game? No. It says a video game. Orphan Black, the game. It says video game. No, it's a TV show. I'm not clicking on it. She plays a whole bunch of clones. So she she's a whole bunch of different characters. I don't know what I'm. There's a video game that came out in 2017, Orphan Black. The it was game. that on for years and years. You never heard and about she, clone. She's the voice of this character. In the yeah, game. but his, the TV show is the main thing. <laughs> was that before the game or after? Probably the show came first. The show no, is came out. the main thing. No, the big the show came after. Uh, it says twenty twenty. That's a podcast series. Um, because the game was twenty seventeen. Okay, the yeah the the TV series was twenty 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 thirteen to twenty seventeen. Then the video game came out, and then the uh, podcast series that uh, from. I assume it's still going now. This 2022, 2021 to 2022. So, um, hmm, I'll have to go back I'm and see what this is. Such a big what is thing this on? Huh? What is this on? I don't know where it's streaming now, but I watched it somewhere, like Netflix or some. Obviously, BBC America. Or- oh, I've seen this. I've seen. I, I saw like one episode. All right. Oh yeah, that is her. I'm, I'm. I clicked on the IMDb and they're showing her. Yeah, I saw. I saw an episode of this. Okay. Or is it one episode? Or no, it's a series. Damn, she was young yeah. in this. She looks hella young. Yeah. Okay. I. I. I once they start. I'm on IMD one. IMDb. Once they started showing video. Oh, okay. I know what this is. I just completely forgot about it. I'm have to go back and find it. Uh, somewhere, but um, some of these other things that she's been in, I don't think I've seen any of this. Troll hunters, oh, that's game. Um, pink wall, animals, destroyer. Yeah, I don't, I don't know a lot of shorts and music videos, but yeah, I'm gonna have to. Uh, she was in Parks and Rec. Who was she in this? What does it say? Nadia? Nadia. Whoever mm. that is. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who that. I need to pull up some pictures. I don't remember. I, if I saw her, I would remember uh, who she was. She was in two episodes, so uh, I, I don't even remember her in in that. And I've seen every episode multiple times. See, I, I just must never really paid attention to who who this gal was. So, well, I'm glad that she's uh she's killing it in She-Hulk. So, it'd be awesome to see her in uh more stuff as uh, it's getting uh, getting going cuz so she take it she has an accent. I think so. All right. Yeah, I can't find any pictures of her in Parks and Rec. Whatever, I would have remembered her. The name sounds familiar, but I don't. I can't yeah, see. it was probably a one episode character. Yeah, so I don't. I don't. I, the only ones I remember were like the big names that popped up into that show. So yeah, I I can't find anything for for her character on that. Well, I guess I can go to Google and look her up, but. Yeah, I'm loving it. Um, what's the next uh, show, MCU show? Um, the fir- the next proper one doesn't hit till next year, and that Secret Invasion uh, will hit early next year. It was supposed to come out this year, but it got pushed to uh, next year, early next year. Uh, they do have a couple of MCU-related things, though, left to drop on Disney Plus in October. Werewolf by Night drops. I'm not sure if it's live action or animated or what it is, but yeah, Werewolf by Night is going to come out in October and then end of November, start of December, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special is going to drop, which will obviously be uh, inspired and joke on the uh, Star Wars holiday special. (laughs) All righty. I pulled her up on Parks and Rec. Oh, she was the nurse uh, that was on. Uh, Tom was trying to get at her. Okay, I, I remember now. But she was only in two episodes, so her character didn't carry on. Yeah, already. Now I can. Now I'll be able to sleep because I was like, "What the hell was she in?" But yeah, this show is awesome, everyone. I mean, if you got. Um, Disney Plus, definitely uh, give it a shot and check it out because um, it's it's awesome. I, I love it. The the comedy is there. I I just wished it was longer, uh, forty five minutes, if that. I mean, I, I could have said I watched it twice, and both times I just as soon as it's over, you want more. I mean, that was the same thing with um Miss Marvel. That was, those were like half hour episodes, and uh, except for the last one, I believe that was a little bit longer, but. I don't know. We'll see. We got uh, eight more episodes to go for for the season. So, Yay. what days does it come on? I see. I don't know what days these things drop. Is it they Wednesday or it, they bumped it to Thursday for some ah, reason. So. All right. So Wednesday, I'll be able to watch it. Because uh, was it last? No, we recorded. I think we recorded on a Tuesday. I don't remember that last episode we did, but uh, yeah, She Hulk Disney Plus, check it out. Um, Hyped. Any any uh, other TV? 
No, that'll do it for TV. All right. I got two movies. I'll run through this first one really quick. Uh, this one is Beast. It just came out. Uh, you can go see it in the theaters. Uh, directed by Balasar. I'm not even going to try this last name. Um, this stars uh, Idris Alba. Um, what's his nuts from uh, District uh, the District Nine? Was that that shit movie? Uh, Charlito Copley, she he's in it, and a bunch of other people. All right, uh, a father and his two teenage daughters find themselves haunted in a massive hunted in a massive rogue lion, intent on proving that the savannah has but one apex predator. All right. Uh, if you want a full review and everything, go over to the, to the latest Horror Returns. We were, we did this one. Eh, it was okay. I mean, I it was all right. I didn't really, I didn't really care for it. I mean, I, I just saw it because it was new and I like Idris Alba. Cinematography and all that was cool. The score was cool. All the acting, everybody in it. Um, Idris Alba and his two daughters, they were cool. I just wasn't feeling the CGI lions. That was my only uh, issue with it. Um, this is one of those movies where they showed a little too much in the trailer. But um, it, it is the dreads there and of them being hunted by this rogue uh, lion and everything. And then the, I'm watching the trailer now and they just show the ending. But uh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, it was what it was. If you if you like Idris Alba and you just see everything he he does, then yeah, go for it. But will I watch this again? Probably not. Or who knows? Maybe it comes on one of these streaming things, and I just have nothing else to watch, and I'll sit through it again. But again, the I'm, the men to the the two daughters, I thought they did uh, a really good job. Uh, one one I can't remember. I think it was the older one. I can't remember her name. She made you kind of. Uh, like hey, not hater, but uh, get on. She got on your nerves. Uh, Lee Jeffries and Ayana Holly, uh, they played uh, Idris Alba's daughters in it. Both of them were really good. And Char, Char, is it Charlito or Charlato? I, I don't know, whatever his name is. Um, he's always good in everything he, he's in, but as well as Idris Alba. But the, the movie was what it was. Uh, it was nothing to write home about. Uh, a little way too much in the trailer uh, for what was going on in this film. But I did enjoy it. But I just like, eh, will it make my list? Probably not. Um, it, it was just the CGI, the lions that kind of took me out of this film. Um, like when we were talked about uh, the live action um, Lion King on how they they, they looked good. But it just, nah, I, I just didn't. I didn't buy it, so, but I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, go see it if you guys want. Uh, Beast, that's in uh, theaters right now. Speaking of, uh, well, speaking of, and I didn't put this in the title because you already reviewed it long ago, so we don't need to put it in the notes or anything like that. But uh, speaking of, they showed everything in the trailer. I watched something where they literally showed everything in the trailer, and I don't know how much you saw before you went in to see it, but I couldn't have been actually more disappointed in the black phone, not from a story element, but from that I saw literally the entire film in the trailer. Every moment 
that the grabber is seen is in the trailer. All the story points, there's nothing of note that wasn't in the trailer for that film. I couldn't have been more disappointed just because it was note for note what was seen in the trailer. Uh, That was like unbelievable to me. I was like... Another film they've ba- they they ruined the experience for me because I was like this is nuts the everything was in the trailer. See, I didn't watch too much of those. That's why I wouldn't. I was basically I didn't know. Uh, all I, well, I knew uh, Ethan Hawke was a grabber. I was about as much as I knew, and uh, I, I knew that this phone was going to have people <laughs> his past victims calling it. That was about see, all I knew see about all of them. You see all of them in the trailer. You see the girl upside down. You see the one kid, whatever, that he knew from school. You see the one bully kid. Every single thing was in the trailer. And every grabber moment, uh, this face and and hang up the phone and and, what you put in that food. Every moment is in the trailer. I was like, this is... This That's why I'm glad I didn't watch all that. I went you in there like hitting me. Like I went in there kind of bare. <laughs> there's nothing else to it. Like I we've like, we, we've said this many many times. Me. Movies put too or trailers have too much in it, and I don't know if I ever made a movie. I'm gonna make the trailer because. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I'm glad I didn't watch those those trailers too much. So I mean, I I went in and I was I was I was definitely pleased on what I saw <laughs> in the movie. So. I was just like mad for that reason because it was like note for note, like just. But one... overall, what did you think of it? <laughs> it's fine. Like I said, I just couldn't get over. It. I was just so disappointed, so upset. Like I. I I I guess you could say I wasn't surprised once because I had seen every story beat in the trailer. Every grabber moment was in the so trailer. You shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't watch trailers that much. I mean, even the ones we're excited not, for, well, like the MCU yeah. and Star Wars and everything, we see those trailers because we analyze the problem, them. Yeah, the problem was, unlike Star Wars and stuff, I didn't seek those out. Like, I would just see it in the theaters or on... TV, you know, just because uh. that movie with the black phone was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> so you can't ruin it. You just can't ruin it for yourselves, everybody, because the film I'm going to talk about, I didn't watch nothing on it. And I didn't I didn't I knew it was coming. Uh, I knew who was in it. I didn't I didn't realize what it was about and where it was going to go. So I, I was like, all right. So when the film came on, I just watched it. But before we dive into that, you had a movie, didn't you? I did. There's another um, Paramount Plus streaming movie. And this is Secret Headquarters with Owen Wilson, Michael Pena, and Jesse Williams. While hanging out after school, Charlie and his friends discover the headquarters of the world's most powerful superhero hidden beneath their home. When villains attack, they must team up and defend the headquarters and save the world. Um, I guess you could say... I fell asleep. (laughs) I guess you could say it's cute, but 
I, we're just not the audience for this. This is out and out a kids film, a young kids film. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Kids need their films too, but that's what this is. It was a kids film meant for kids. Uh, definite uh, spy kids vibes for sure. What was the rating? PG. Yeah, yeah, PG. All right. Um, uh, it's interesting that yeah. I'm not surprised on the IMDb, Owen Wilson and Michael Pena are the first listed. That makes sense. Um, but for the most part, interestingly, uh, Owen Wilson's screen time feels pretty limited. And interestingly, in the opening credits, I noticed that it was like, uh, and Michael Pena or featuring Michael Pena was at the end. But I was like, he actually, yeah, as the film's main villain, like, he did star a little more prominently than I thought, but out and out, this is a, a, a story about the kids. Uh, Walker, Scobles, Charlie, Keith L. Williams, Berger, Mo, Mona, Tomatas, Maya, um, and Abby, James Witherspoon's Lizzie, and Kessel Curtis's Big Mac. But yeah. This is out and out a kid's film, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, uh, yeah, that's the audience for this film. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I started it and then fell asleep, so I couldn't really yeah. tell you much about it. Well, for the kids. Um, all right. Well, I'll throw it on for uh, Daniel. Maybe he'll sit there and, and check it out. But All right. Oh, excuse me. Um, this is a film that's... Uh, I was going to go see it in the theater uh, until I saw a poster for it, and then it said streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I said, well, I'm going to save my $10 and uh, go watch this at home. I would have loved to see this on the big screen. Um, and this is uh, Orphan, First Kill. It came out Friday. This is a prequel to the uh, 2009 film Orphan. Did you see that one? Yeah, there. Did we lose the Zisu? Not really sure. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, Orphan, first kill. Um, after orchestrating a brilliant escape from the Estonian. A psychiatric facility, Esther travels to America by impersonating the missing daughter of a wealthy family. It's directed by William Brent Bell. And this stars, again, as Esther Isabel Furman, uh, Julia Stiles, a Rosef Sutherland, a hero, Kanagawa, I think that's his name, a Matthew Finland, and a bunch of other people. All right. Orphan First Kill. If you guys remember uh, the first film, um, or if you haven't seen the first film, I recommend you watch Orphan, the 2009 film, before you watch this one. Again, I heard uh, I heard it was coming. I didn't I didn't really watch any trailers. I just wanted to take it for what it was. I didn't read into it. Again, I knew who was in it, and that was about it. Um, I'm not really sure how old, um, 
Oh, what the hell was her name? Isabel Furman was in the first one because in the first one she was uh, playing a nine-year-old. So she was probably uh, that age when she uh, filmed that one. Let me see what year she was born. Okay, she's 25 right now, so she was bo- she was in 96. She was born in 97. Um, let me see. Dang, she's done a ton of things before. Uh, well, that was actually her first film or her second film that she had done. So not quite sure on how old she was. You guys do the math. But so in this one, uh, she was probably 24 when they filmed this one. But this film is a prequel to the first film. So I was kind of like, okay. Um, when I heard about it, I thought since it was going to be a prequel that they were going to get somebody else to play the the character of Esther. But I found out that no, they're bringing back Isabel Furman for it. And I was like, um, okay. Uh, I did go back and watch the original one before I watched this one. And if you can clearly see, she was way much younger in that one. And this one's supposed to be, this story is supposed to be before that film. They did some tricky camera work with this one. It was kind of like, really, this is what we're doing? Is this a parody? But no, it wasn't. I I liked what they did. Uh, I believe there was no CGI in this uh, dealing with, uh, like, de-aging her or anything. What they did is they they used her. uh, I've seen some pictures on Instagram, uh, Julia Stiles and whoever else. They had, like, um, those big giant... uh, Kiss boots, if you guys know what I'm talking about, the really high platforms, so so they can look much taller than uh, the Nastor character, because she's still supposed to be a, a little girl. And when they show the the when there's cameras like be, when you see the the shots behind her, that's obviously a little girl that they hired. We can't we see the back of her head and in the back of her. We don't see the front. And when the cameras are in front of her, it's Isabel Furman, her character, but. I believe they uh, did the they were the 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 grown-ups were on like maybe on higher platforms or something or their shoes were really tall to make her seem short uh, to be like kid sides and everything. So I mean after the after the film the film wasn't very long it was only an hour and thirty nine minutes that first movie was like two hours so I was like I was kind of laughing at it at first and I was like are they serious? This is what they're doing, but as the film went on, you kind of you kind of get out of it. So this was uh, if you paid attention to the first film, in the beginning they kind of talk about where where they got uh, the Esther character. This is that story that they mention in it. So, but I, I liked what was going on. So we, if you saw the first film, you already know the twist, and then this one. It was just kind of a straightforward uh, thriller. It's labeled horror. It's, it was more of a crime drama thriller to me. But um, with that being said, I really enjoyed this film. I thought it was cool for what it was. Uh, there is some people out there that are uh, already reviewing this saying, oh, I was dumb. Why did they make this? I didn't mind. I just wanted to see more of this character and more of this story. So, and I really loved it. I have not seen Julia Lewis 
or Julia Lewis, Julia Styles. Uh, in a long time, I thought she looked uh, really good in this. I liked her with uh, you're used to her with blonde hair. She had dark hair in this. I liked her in that. Uh, the dad, um, Rusev Sutherland, he played Alan Albright. He was cool. Uh, the t- detective Donovan Hero Kangan Congo, however you say his last name. But Matthew Finland, he played Gunnar Albright. Oh man, I hated this kid, <laughs> but. Hey, he did his part uh, in the story. So, but I liked what was going on. Yeah, Isabel or um, Esther, she uh, breaks out like the uh, synopsis said. She breaks out of uh, this Estonian psych- psychiatric ward and she gets to America and she's uh, replacing. She's um, impersonating uh, the missing daughter of this family. So she's like, oh, she comes in and tries to make uh, just lay low. And play the part, and then all hell breaks loose from there. Uh, but overall, I thought the film was good. I really enjoyed it. I watched it twice. Um, I don't know if they're gonna uh, sell it on Blu-ray or anything. If they do, I'll buy it. I have the first one in my collection, and uh, I really enjoyed this film. Isabel Furman. I, the only movies that I've seen her seen her in, other than Orphan, uh, was that first uh, Hunger Games. Uh, she was in that, and I'm looking at. Her IMDb, I don't think I've seen any of these other movies or TV shows that she's in. Um, so I'm going to have to go back and uh, watch uh, some more of her stuff. There is one movie that I want to watch, but I hear it's uh, kind of uh, hard to watch. I think it's called Hound Dog. Let me go. Yeah, it's uh, a movie with um, What's Her Nuts. Uh the hell's that little girl? Dakota Fanning. Uh, it's one of those movies. Um, someone was telling me to check it out, but it's real. The subject matter is, uh, I don't know, but um, I want to check that out. She's in it too. So, um, but yeah, uh, Orphan First Kill streaming on Paramount Plus. Uh, if you liked that first one and you're just curious to see uh what uh, the prequel was to this definitely uh go check it out because i thought this was awesome will this make my list uh if i have to make a horror list it is technically they have it in the horror category maybe i'll put it in there i don't know but i re- i really really did like this film uh as far as maybe my regular top 10 yeah, maybe an honorable mention but um I might, it might find it might find its spot in my uh, top ten horror movies of 2022. So we'll see. But if you guys got Orphan Plus, or if you want to go out and see this in the theater, um, definitely go check out Orphan First Kill. Are you back? I am. Did you see the first film? No. Orphan. You didn't. No. All right, might have to be a challenge then. Don't look into it. Don't read into it if you don't know anything about it. So. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, everyone, we're going to bring back up to the challenge at some point. Now, we're just going to have to come up with new challenges because I don't even remember the yeah. movies we're supposed to do. <laughs> so. Especially since there's a bunch I keep like dropping on you. It's like up to the challenge would be the perfect place. It'd give us a reason because like, I keep bringing up like Lincoln Lawyer and like Bourne and things like that. You know, well, you know what? We're, we're going to do it right now. Watch Orphan. Up to the challenge. It's coming back. Uh, boys and girls, and what movie do you want me to watch? <laughs> well, I've been, I've been uh, preaching uh, Lincoln Lawyer for so long. Yeah, what, I've what, that's on Lincoln. What 
pretty sure it's uh, HBO. All right, let me see. Uh, what first Orphan is on Paramount Plus, so uh, watch that one. Um, yeah, McConaughey. Yeah, it's HBO. Okay. All right, it's not like ten hours, is it? It's an hour and fifty-eight minutes. All right, good. I just don't want to be no ten-hour movie, but. Lincoln Lawyer. All I know is, oh, tell me she is in it. And I will really, yes, she is. Nev Campbell. All right. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. This is a TV show. I'm clicking no, on I clicked on the wrong. Yeah, I clicked on the wrong thing. Here's the, I'll just say, now I got to watch the TV show if uh, Nev Campbell's in it. Um, yeah. yeah she's, she's in that new scream. Oh, okay. All right. Who else is in this? McConaughey. Uh, Aunt May. Aunt May's uh, in this. John Leguizamo, Michael Pena, Josh Lucas. This movie's hella good. What's Michael Pena's name in uh, Ant Man? Oh, uh, uh, let me put you on the spot. <laughs> All I know is the Marissa, Marissa Tomei is Aunt May. Rest in peace, Aunt May and Uncle Ben. But yeah, Lewis. Sorry, t- uh, he was in The Wrinkle in Time. I don't even remember that movie. I just remember it was stupid. They filmed part of it here. That's how it's connected to me. Uh, oh, he was in Chips. All right. I haven't seen that in hell. Though. That movie was hella good. I love that movie. But um, all right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Lincoln the Lawyer and Orphan. Uh, come back. Orphan Black. We'll do that one. Uh, re- <laughs> we'll do that one really soon, everyone. Uh, and give me a reason to watch. Uh, you know what? I'll have nothing to watch Where, tonight. Where's, oh, oh. where's the uh, where's Paramount? Paramount Plus. Uh, Okay. It's the two, it. 2009 one. It's it's two hours, so it's about as long as this one. But yeah, everyone. Duh, yeah, dude, watch that before you watch anything else. I'm going to watch Lincoln Lawyer tonight because you aren't the only Keeper. one that's told me. Yeah, you aren't the only one that's t- told me to watch this. One of my friends at work was like, oh, like you never you never seen that? I'm like, no. <laughs> I kind of had no I had no interest in seeing it. But it's, so uh, you know, good. If you, if you guys are new to the show and you have no idea what up to the challenge is, the Zisu and I challenge each other to movies that we've never seen before. So that's what we do. Go back. I don't know how. I think we did one last year. I think. Uh, go back and the regular network here um, on uh, the Podbean stream or network and just keep going until you find up to the challenge. I don't remember. We've we did quite a few episodes, didn't we? Yeah, used to be more of a thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. We're, yeah, we fell way off. <laughs> so we're going to bring it back, everyone. So uh, come back uh, really, really soon with Lincoln Lawyer and uh, Orphan. We'll dive into that. But as far as movies, that is all that I have. I have no sports other than the A suck and we got roughed up the Seahawks. And yeah, that's it. You got anything? Um, NBA offseason still, but uh, what's really cool is summer basketball is always a thing. These leagues they do, uh, Rucker Park and NYC, uh, and uh, obviously the Vegas League, but uh, another very popular, famous one, Jamal Crawford, the crossover to Seattle is a thing. And uh, they were about to have a ton of people 
come through yesterday. Jason Tatum, uh, the number one and two draft picks in the current draft, follow Ben Caro and Chet Holmgren, uh, DeJounte Murray, uh, Aaron Gordon, uh, ex-player Isaiah Thomas, not the 80s, 90s Isaiah Thomas, the more recent uh, Celtics famous Isaiah Thomas. Anyways, um, everybody's dwarfed so in the thing of things by uh, Hood Phenomenon, the LeBronaron, uh, he came through. And when he came through, I actually had the live stream on um, NBA.com. They had it on their app. And uh, the crossover was streaming throughout the day because they had other games, just random local Seattle players playing and stuff like that. So I had it on the background when I was cleaning. And I did just happen to have it on when LeBron James entered the building. And probably not as it shouldn't have been a surprise, but uh, yeah, people like flooded the floor trying to get close to him and like, oh, take a picture with me. Take, take a picture. Oh, oh, LeBron. And like instantly whoever was on the mic, because uh, for a lot of the events, people jump on the mic. They were like, everybody uh, clear the floor, clear the floor. If you're not media, if you're not player, clear the floor. We need everybody to leave the floor, leave the floor. And of course it took them forever to, to back them off. Obviously LeBron had uh, – bodyguards with him was just interesting just to see his his level is just that obviously different from anybody else uh i'm pretty sure uh chet holmgren paulo Pencaro, dejounte murray jason tatum was even there and he was just in the past nba finals on the celtics against the warriors um i'm pretty sure none of them had uh bodyguards but braun had uh two with him at all times which uh, he definitely needed this time for the uh, the crowd that was massing him, but uh, it was interesting to see. The only thing that was kind of disappointing, and I'd be even more disappointed if I was there in person, because a lot of people were there all day. He got there around five forty-five, six p.m. Uh, they only played about two quarters, and then they shut it down because of uh, they couldn't control the humidity in the building, and the court kept getting too slick and unsafe, so they they didn't play, but. Uh, most of the people in the gym were like there, like sleeping basically overnight, like Comic Con style, like waiting in line to get in. So that's the only part that it was like, damn, you waited all day for this, and then he only got to play two quarters of basketball, not even two. They didn't even make it to halftime, and they called it over. <laughs> where where was this at? In Seattle, uh, the crossover. Jamal Crawford's event, Summer Basketball League. Uh, they have these all over the place. Uh, they got the Drew League. Like I said, they got Rucker Park out in NYC. The Drew is in, in, is in L.A. And if this often happens. It's meant for, like, amateur basketball. It's Summer League basketball for amateurs. But all the time you'll have pros come through to get a little run. And yeah, yesterday was really big, a ton of pros. And obviously, like I said, headlined by LeBron, but it was just crazy. I sent you that picture of him getting mobbed when he was on the floor. They're like, leave the floor, leave the floor. It was stupid to go down there anyway. What did they expect? 
<laughs> he did uh, tweet out today. Uh, I, I actually did catch it. Uh, let's see. He tweeted today. Seattle. That was special yesterday. Whoa. Even with us having to stop play because of things we couldn't control. I appreciate the love and hospitality towards me and the folks who came to the show, to the crossover. Uh, all right. When does uh, the regular season start? Uh, shockingly, it's just right around the corner. We're here already now towards the end of August. Uh, the get-together for Media Day here at the end of September. And then preseason starts and uh, regular season starts mid-October. All right. So we're right around the corner. I'm still tempted to get um, that NBA special edition we talked about a few episodes ago. That guy was... I sent you that video where the guy was like, oh, look at this. It comes with the this and that. Like, oh, I got to get it. For me, the only reason I'm considering it is because it comes with 12 months of the NBA League pass. The only thing I'm going to need to buy on top of it, though, and I don't know if that's going to be expensive or not, is a VPN. Because without the VPN, I won't be able to watch uh, the Warriors or the Kings, which kind of defeats the purpose especially in the case of the Warriors. <laughs> well, I don't know. How much was it again? It's 150 for the, uh, the, the game where you get the access for it. And I'm pretty sure they charge more for that alone, which is why I was thinking about getting it. And the game I'm usually itself is like, what, what are PlayStation five games these days? Like 70 bucks. What's so. the game called? NBA 2K, so what is it, 22, so 23, NBA 2K 23, and it's uh, the the championship edition. It's got the one with Jordan's jerseys on it? Yeah, the red jersey, and it looks like... 150? 150. But yeah, like I said, it's because it has uh, the league pass. You get all the games, but I'm pretty sure I would be blacked out for the Warriors and the Kings, which would defeat the person. So then I yeah, need to <laughs> The regular game is uh, 70. Right. Uh, nah, you, you can live without it. What? Um, well, I'm for me, like I said, if I get it, it would be all about the league. Pass. Well, Renee always want to watch want want to watch his, the the Warriors game. What's the thing that you need to get to be able to watch those games? That's what I'm saying. League pass. No, I mean months of it. You get all the Warriors games. Yeah. What is that called? NBA League, league Pass. Yeah, and you get the twelve months of it with. That version of uh, NBA 2K. No, if you without the game, if you just got the the, the NBA deal, how much? I'm pretty is that? sure it costs that much, if not more. With minus the game. Yeah. <sighs> I'm, I'm trying to find uh, league pass NBA Plus TV. 
There's a $14.99 a month, and then there is a premium where it's $20.99 or $29.99 a month. So, yeah, see, that adds up. Like, I feel like it's probably a better deal just to get it with uh, the game. <laughs> do you play the game? Yeah, sure. Definitely. I mean, do you play it? I mean, is it something that you have all of them up to this point? Yeah. Oh, well, often <laughs> though, often what I do, like what I did this last time, I um, I got just the regular version, but I got it, uh, you know, day after Thanksgiving week, and I got I got like this last version that I think was like twenty five bucks, so great deal last year. Well, then if you're gonna play the game, yeah, it's probably cheaper to get that. And how right. long do you get? The league pass? 12 months. Yeah. A year. So you just be able to watch this season. Yeah. Right? Basically. And then. And how long is the season? Till. Uh, like month wise. What? What's the regular season in? In uh, May? And then playoffs when, through June? Do you get all that? So when does it start? October, October to June. That that more than pays it, and you get to watch every game. Nothing's blacked out. If you get the VPN, which I'm, that's what I'm have to see if if I can find an affordable VPN. VPN, Texan. I know we've had this conversation before. That's whatever you can. Like if I wanted to watch Big Brother Canada, that's how you'd be able to do it. You'd be able, I'd be able to set my location as Toronto. So, for example, if I wanted to watch the Warriors, I could set my location as Denver, and so I'd think I was watching from Denver. So it'd let me watch the Warriors. What I is a VPN? Short for virtual. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I won't go into it. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, stay with, don't do it, boys and girls. <laughs> so, they have legit ones. Like, they they try to advertise it to me all the time through Yahoo. <laughs> uh, okay, let me try this VPN service, see what that is. Nord is one of the most uh, popular, N-O-R-D. Which, uh, do you have Windows, or are you running on the... Mac OS. Well, my phone, so I guess Mac OS. <laughs> well, there's free ones. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you're going to have to do this research because I have no idea what uh, what it is and all that. So, but yeah. Any other sports? No, nah, that'll do it. Uh, Star Wars. Only thing is, Andor's coming. That's that's about it. I don't officially a month away. I saw the post. Yeah, uh, I'm just looking at StarWarsNews.net, and there's just Andor. It's coming, and uh, <sighs> we already know who's in the cast. So I'm sure there's gonna be surprises that they don't want to announce just just yet. So just gotta wait. But um, collecting. I have nothing. I blew blew it all last two episodes. So what do you got? Uh, just a couple of pickups. Uh, Miss Marvel 
Kamala Khan from the TV show. Uh, Kamala Khan, the outfit that she wore to the convention, the uh, Captain Marvel outfit she wore to that convention, and then her end-of-series uh, outfit. Uh, she's thrown up a peace sign in that one. Um, and then as far as like what came in the mail, uh, had... Uh, the Kenobi exclusive from Kenobi with his hood up and also got Kenobi riding the Eopi, which is pretty awesome. And uh, Zeus, Russell Crowe's character in uh, Love and Thunder, picked up that one too. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I got nothing. So, I mean, I was looking, think, I was yeah. supposed to go. You think he's gonna get a? You think Hercules is gonna get a uh, Disney Plus show, or how do you think that's gonna work? Uh, Russell Crowe gonna show up for the first episode of Hercules or something? I don't know. We'll see. Hercules. I'm not even into that, but uh, I don't know. Man, just concentrate on characters that we all know. (laughs) We're just gonna give people random shows. Well, he has been uh, around the same amount as Thor. He's just not as popular. Yeah, so it's, uh, I want popular characters. I don't want no busted sideline characters. Well, all right, everyone. Uh, random recommendations. You got anything on deck? I got a. I got I mine. Do. Uh, all right. Well, I'll just give you mine really quick. Movie. Oh, go ahead. Uh, movie came out in 2003, and I believe it did win Best Picture. And this is streaming on Peacock, and this is Mystic River. Uh, while investigating the brutal beating and murder of a childhood friend's daughter, a detective probes the involvement of another friend. Uh, Academy Award winner Sean Penn, uh, Academy Award winner Tim Robbins, and Kevin Bacon and Lawrence Fishburne and a bunch of other people that are in this film. Uh, this is one of those watches that I did when I, it was nominated, directed by Clint Eastwood, when it was nominated for Best Picture, and I went and saw all of them. This was one of the films that I had seen, and this is the one that I picked to win, and it did win. This is an awesome film. Uh, it is a hard watch for me uh, on a personal level, but it's an amazing, amazing film. Sean Penn and uh, Tim Robbins just awesome, awesome uh, as their performances in this. Tim 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 Robin won uh, uh, for this. I can't remember. Is this the movie that Sean Penn won for? I, I don't remember. But this is an awesome film. Uh, let me see. I think he did. I think it was this film that that he won for. I know. Tim Robbins won. Uh, yeah, he won for this, uh, Mystic River. And I think he won for, uh, no, that was, uh, he was nominated for, uh, but he won uh, for this film. And I think he won for Milk, but I'm not really sure. But anyway, uh, Mystic River, awesome, awesome film. Check it out. It is streaming on Peacock. All right, uh, I'm going to go just about the furthest opposite you could go from that. You went with something pretty serious. I'm going to go with something uh, really uh, light kind of throwaway. 2005's Into the Blue. 
I remember when this was first marketed, it was obviously like an eye candy kind of movie. Paul Walker, Jessica Alba. I remember especially all the Jessica Alba posters uh, quite fondly. But yeah, um, I also remember like finally seeing it and being like, is actually a pretty good movie and it's one of those that uh, i consistently go to that's like something easy uh to throw on what's interesting looking at the imdb is i had no idea it's actually a remake of a 1955 movie called underwater with uh jane russell <laughs> i had no idea all righty I saw uh, that. Uh, it's did, on did, Amazon, by the way. Did in they, um, is that when they found the treasure or something like that? <laughs> yeah. On a sunken airplane. Yeah. Okay. All right. I remember yeah. that. Um, the who, was the of, uh, who was the blonde girl that was in that? Uh, um, she Matt was a Scott. S- Amanda. At, Into the also, Blues. That's what it's called. Into the blue, yeah. And uh, just throwing it on the background while we've been finishing up the pod here, I, uh, I I think I always forget how kind of over the top they are with actually some of the the body shots and the angles they show. And I'm like, damn, this is 2005. Like, I don't think this would fly today. <laughs> well, this, this, that's why they... That's what gets you into the the theater. So we got the sure. the guys in Jessica Alba and Paul Walker is the one that got the gals in into the theater. Yep. So, yep. But then it ends up being would, a pretty good movie. Yeah, I this was this was one that somebody brought to work, and uh, I was like, all right, let's just uh, check it out. Um, I liked it. I ended up. I mean, I remember sitting there watching it, going, yeah, this was this was pretty good. Did you see the second one? I didn't, but I see that it's like one of those like straight to VHS types. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. There was no uh, no Paul Walker or uh, Jessica Alba. Um, yeah, Ashley Scott. What the hell was she in? She was in something else. Jeez, uh, I must. I'm gonna have to rewatch this. I hadn't seen this in a while. I forgot. Um, uh, Tweeter was in it. Um. Ashley Scott, AI. All right. Oh, and she's uh, one of the voices in The Last of Us. Oh, she was in really. She was in Birds of Prey. Hmm. What else did I see? Oh, Twelve Rounds. That's what I. Oh, and uh, uh, Jericho. That's what. That's what she was in. She was in that TV series. If you guys uh, saw that, that was a good show. But then it just got canceled and. We never knew what happened. Um, who, excuse me. Who was I talking to? I met somebody that was in that show at a con, and I asked them about it. I I, I can't remember, but um, yeah. All right, I'll, I'm have to definitely uh, check this one out again. I I, I remember yeah. I saw the one time, and I and I remember I liked it, so I have to check it out on uh, Prime. All right, cool. I got that. Right. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, shout out to uh, this is my track, uh, the band Merciful Fate. They are probably playing right now as as I speak, 
in uh, Las Vegas at the Psycho Vegas Festival or whatever the hell it's called. Um, Merciful Fate, they're playing. They they came back to. They haven't played in America in like a jillion years, and they finally uh, got back together and they're playing. <clears throat> I wish I was there, but I was not going to pay the price to be standing out in the million degree heat of Las Vegas, Nevada. So, but I'm going. To the first album that came out in 1984, Don't Break the Oath, and I will go with the very first track, A Dangerous Meeting. I think I already, I know I might have been uh, one of these tracks I have already did. Or it might be A Dangerous Meeting. I don't remember. We've done too many of these shows. But anyway, uh, Don't Break the Oath, uh, A Dangerous Meeting from Merciful Fate. This track rocks. Uh, I know some of the, oh, that's just devil music. Probably is, but I don't care. I love Merciful Fate. King Diamond uh, is awesome. So all you lucky fucks that are down in Vegas seeing Merciful Fate, um, don't pass out from the heat and uh, drink plenty of water. I wish I was there. It was like a two-day two, two day, uh, festival, but in August in Las Vegas, no thank you. So, But, yeah, check out uh, Merciful Fate. It's a dangerous meeting on their 1984 album, Don't Break the Oath. All right, and I'll go with something random. I don't think I've uh, recommended for. I'll go with uh, Casey Musgraves and Blowing Smoke. This is a track I played a bunch uh, in my mix when we were on our road trip to uh, Oregon for the Heim concert. Yeah, kind of a random track I really like. So, are they still on tour? Uh, if they are, then it's overseas, but I don't think so. I haven't seen anything posted in a while. I think uh, they posted kind of like a wrap-up of everything. It's, I think, I'm think i pretty sure they were basically done with uh, one more time. On July 22nd, they were at the O2 in London, and uh, Taylor Swift came out and joined them for Gasoline. That's their last... Uh. Uh, Post post. I'm playing on my birthday in Cleveland. Uh, Moon Moon Man's Landing. I don't know what that is. Then the 18th, the big climbing thing, Forest Hills, New York. Uh, the Ascend Amphitheater in Nashville, Tennessee. And then the Firefly Music Festival in Dover, DE. What's that? Let me see. And that is it. Um, where's where's Dover? What's DE? What's that abbreviated for? Do you know? Wait, what? Dover DE. Oh, Delaware. Oh, that's where it is. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't going uh, way. I ain't going way over there. A few punishment from the Practical Jokers. <laughs> that's too far. I ain't going way over there. But uh, I would love to. Um, hmm, what's this moon landing thing? I know someone in Cleveland, Ohio. Stay at their house. Uh, oh, it's a festival. Uh, Kid Cuddy, Playboy, Cardi, Heim, Don, To Liver, Dominique, Fike, I don't know. Pusha T, Jaden, 
Zero Seventy, Shake, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Chip the Ripper, Strict EV. All on my birthday at the Moon Man's oh. Landing. That must be unposted because he's the whole man on the moon thing. Who? Kid Cuddy. Who's that? Been around a while now, hip hop guy. And give me a song. Uh, day and night. Rap a few bars. I toss and turn. I keep stressing my mind, mind. Nothing. I know who Bones and Thugs, Bone Thugs and Harmony are. But let's see how much these tickets are. Um, 179, 159. Hell no. Sorry, girls. You know, I'm going to have to miss you on that show. Uh, what's this one? That's, that's the prices, you know. Yeah, what about this Nashville show? Do you know anyone in Nashville? Nashville date, Nashville date, Nashville date, Nashville date. I don't know. I think I know someone in Nashville. I'd have to go and see. But uh, come on, man. It's not showing me anything. It's shooting me to all kinds of different uh, websites. Okay. Uh, starts from uh, 35 up in the lawn and 50. That's not bad. But what about the floor? Looks like that's all. Standing room only is all sold out. Have to go to uh, StubHub and see. But. Yeah, all these seats that they got for that. It looks like it's just their show. It's a one more Heim tour. So, but that's way big. I mean, the Greek theater was cool. I mean, it was big, but not super big. And where we saw them up in Oregon, that was the best. Um, didn't seem like there was that many people there. So we weren't like uh, super crowded. But I don't know. Uh, this is. Just the one round they did, right? Are they going to take a break and do it again? Do you know? I have no idea. All I know is from obviously that that Oregon, the last U.S. stop that we saw as far as their own tour went, that uh, they said it wasn't it for them. But I don't know if that means they want to get drop another album and then go again, or they're just going to head out again, or, or I say take a break and then go back out again. So. Uh, yeah, dude, wherever they go, man, if they're anywhere close, we need to go again. Cause I, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. dying to see them again. They were, they were awesome. The first time we saw them, but that I loved them more the second time, uh, we saw them. And for those of you that don't have no idea about this band, I didn't know nothing until Zisu introduced to me. And then I just went really just to go to see what it was that you loved about them. And man, I was sold. I fell in love with all three of them. So uh, shout out to them three. Awesome, awesome uh, sisters. Hopefully they start doing uh, meet and greets because they didn't do any of that uh, with these stores. I'll pay that extra to to be able to meet all three of them. I still need to get that last album. I want the vinyl because I want to hang it here in the studio. But All right, everyone. Now we are just rambling. I know there's some new stuff coming out. Um, and there's some new things on Shutter. 
that I need to watch. And I'm definitely going to probably talk about those next episode. I'm not sure what's coming as far as in the theater. But uh, again, Sea Beast, if you want, uh, watch uh, Orphan uh, First Kill. That's on streaming on uh, Paramount+. Plus. And what was the one you watched on there? Secret Headquarters. Yeah. If you got kids, I guess throw it on. I'll throw it on for Daniel. When, oh, shout out to my grandson, Daniel. Tomorrow's his first day of school. He's uh, going to Head Start. And he's excited. He should be asleep by now. Um, Buster, he's still got to wait a couple more years before he uh, he gets to school. He'll be two next, uh, next Wednesday on the 31st of August. My youngest grandson will be two years old. That little punk. Um... Yeah, man, I, I can't believe how fast these two are growing. I mean, my four just grew up like in a blink. But um, yeah, everyone, just take care of your family. It's, it's rough times going on out there and all this craziness that are happening everywhere. Just just be safe uh, wherever you're at, because I watch the news and I'm watching videos of just people going nuts everywhere. Uh, there was a local well, kind of local more in the Nevada area. Uh, Nevada, California border. There was a missing girl that uh, they just found. Who? It's I don't know. Uh, the FBI in, are all involved in everything. So, but it, it was a sad story. Uh, just look up Trucky, and then you can uh, see the read the story on what happened. But shout out to her family, and I'm glad that they have some kind of peace that that she was missing, and then they found her. But. Uh, now they got to do the investigation on what happened because nobody really knows well, what happened over there. But uh, my heart goes out to that whole family. I, I feel it. And I'm sure we'll uh, see more in the news. And um, everyone else, man, it's a crazy world. Um, I've uh friend of the show, D, been really thinking about him a lot lately. And uh, it's just sad, man. I mean, I love my brother so much and can't believe that. Uh, He's not with us anymore. He's with us in spirit. He's he's here with us. He is the, a part of the East Society. He's helped both of us out, gave us a place to sleep and everything. But, oh, fucking whatchamacallit went on this weekend? Uh, Emerald City. We'll go next year. Oh, oh, that thing I sent you. The uh, thing in San Francisco. What the hell was it called? The uh, Fan Expo. You want to go? Because I want to go. Could be cool. <laughs> I believe it is yes Thanksgiving weekend. <laughs> so uh, it starts it starts uh, uh, Black Friday or whatever you want to call it on uh, November um, November twenty fifth to the twenty seventh. Uh, back at the new um, redone Moscone Center West in San Francisco, California. <laughs> I want to go mainly because um, Kevin Smith and those guys are all going to be there. Um, my fingers are crossed that they do a screening for uh, Clerks 3. And there is the the guests that I want to meet is uh, from a show that I've loved so much. Um, other than uh, two from Cobra Kai, Martin Cove and uh, William Zapka is going to be there. Uh, Tom Welling, Michael Rosenbaum, and Kristen Crunk. I think that's how you say her last name, from Smallville. They are going to be there. If you're not listening to Talkville with Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum, definitely listen to that. If you 
are a super are super. If you're a Smallville fan like me, it's an awesome show. They break down every episode, and I think they're on episode seven or eight now. Um, and they got ten years worth of episodes that they need to talk about. So definitely uh, check out that show. This that show I'm listening to. I remember everything uh, that happens in it, and it just makes me want to go back and watch. Uh, the show. Other uh, people that are going to be there. Uh, three of the cast from Sons of Anarchy: Ryan Hurst, Ron Perlman, uh, Theo Rossi. Oh, bro. Yeah. Uh, uh, the real Incredible Hulk, Lou Ferrigno, the Friggs. He's going to be there. Brent Spiner, uh, Data, Data, or whatever the hell's name. Data from uh, Next Generation Star Trek. Uh, Michael Rooker from Guardians. Um, what's his name in that? Um, Yondu. Yeah, and uh, whatever his name was in Walking Dead, I can't remember. And then there's a bunch more Girl. people going to be there. There's a, they're going to add more. I am going to bring my um, uh, Johnny Lawrence Funko Pop and uh, get him to sign that. So, oh, but yeah, Cobra Kai season five is that where we're at? Season four or five? I can't remember. That's coming out uh, really, really soon. Uh, the trailer just dropped, so definitely check that out if you guys haven't seen it. I, did, I think I threw it on E-Society uh, Facebook page. But uh, follow us everywhere, all over the place. Uh, Facebook, just search E-Society. Go over and subscribe to our Anchor feed and listen to everything over there. Mike and I just dropped an episode where we were talking about, I think it was uh, Sticker or Stack. I can't remember the name of the website. Uh, but... Um, uh, stacker.com uh, 100 worst horror films of all time uh, yeah it was a conversation go over and listen to, to that one Mike and I ran through all 100 films uh, also going over to YouTube and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel going over to T Public and pick up a E-Society or a MacNish t-shirt shout out to the last person that bought a MacNish shirt um, thank you so much uh, I did resize the image. For those of you that got the first go around when I had no idea that you could resize the image, you guys got the 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 giant logo. And all of you that wear it, thank you for sending me those pictures. I support all of you. Thank you so much. Shout out to Russ. He wore it everywhere when I was out in Oklahoma. And um go to Twitter, East Society Pod, MacNez Pod, the Theo Zisu, go to Instagram, East Society Podcast, still trying to work that out. Uh, at the Zisu at Macnez Pod. Uh, also follow Taylor and I's at Blu-ray Nez at Blu-ray Taylor. Going over to TikTok and follow E Society Pod. Uh, go over to thehorrorreturns.com and check out everything that I'm involved on there, as well as um the wrestling returns, the action returns, and THR presents Stream Fiends. Uh, Brian and I, we got a new Stream Fiends coming out. We're going to be talking about the 1993. Uh, White Man Can't Jump. I ain't seen that movie in forever. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about that on the next Stream Fiend. So go over and check that out when it comes out. Go back and listen to everything we got here on the Skater Nest Podcast Network, Magnus Podcast, East Society. Oh, uh, ESP Shorts. Uh, Brian dropped a uh, new one. He's talking about a short film, Portal, No Escape, that came out in 2011. I believe this was... Directed by the guy that directed uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane and the new Hulu original Prey. Uh, go check those out if you haven't seen those two films. Awesome films. And listen to the episode. I think Portal is um, 
a little short film that's on YouTube. Just search Portal No Escape and then go listen to Brian's review and uh, everything else. So, But with that, everyone, just be safe out there. And thank you for listening to everything uh, that we do here. This, the Zisu's uh, thoughts and my complaining about everything. And, yeah, I'm gonna, I mean, I got to give a shout out to Jade. I texted her the other day. Um, just get well, get better. And a shout out to Breezy uh, and Chris. Uh, I'll give it to you guys, man. You got if you breezy, Chris. If you guys are listening, the the videos you guys are making when you're out there uh, with your health and everything, uh, getting physical, getting uh, just pumped up and everything. I know I need to be out there, but uh, breezy, I don't think I could have ran eight miles with you. Out of I maybe walked, but I can't run or jog. So shout out to uh, both of them. They're out there doing it. Um, do you do any exercise? Uh. I guess majority these days is uh, my work. <laughs> the whole <laughs> me <truck> too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me just picking up bags all day. I think that's been riding my skateboard. That's about right. all the exercise I do. Who knows? Maybe when I come up there, I was supposed to go up there this weekend, man, but shit fell apart. <laughs> uh, uh, I want to go up there and let's, uh, let's go for a walk or something. See it. So, yeah. Uh, go hang out with uh, Rachel and. Um, What's her finances name? I, I, I can't remember. Um, what's her fiance's name? Um, sorry, Rachel. I forgot. Um, you remember? <laughs> Steve is in my head. Steve is in my head for some reason, but I don't think that's his name. Uh, sorry, man. I can't remember. Sorry, Rachel. I mean, you got. You know, I got. I love you guys both, but I can't remember his name. Uh, but yeah, shout out to everyone that listens to the show and everything. So, but with that, just be safe out there and come back next week for more of this and that and everything else we got here on the network. So with that, again, be safe out there. Talk to you next time. So until then party on. Yep. Thanks everyone for listening till next time. Have fun, be safe and we'll see you next time. Be society. And up to the challenge is coming Lincoln lawyer and orphan. So Get ready. Listen to those.